Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! A Manchester derby victory at Old Trafford and a first penalty there for City of the Premier League era. The tournament before, since 1992, is the first penalty he no travel. So statistics sometimes should be broken. Good bit of Burton to start the show. Everything felt so much more routine again and it's good to be back hearing sincere voices on the TV talking about Manchester United Football Club. None of that here though. We're going to be looking instead at the team that ran the show just over the Manchester border. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee. Hello Sam. Nicely done. <laughs> well done. Thank well you very done. much. The Thank Manchester you. border stuff very good. Um, hello. Yeah. All good. Um, it was the it was in the end the performance I was kind of expecting and um, hoping in in a way actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of went into it. First half I was like, uh, this is a, like I put on Twitter, um, dominant but sloppy, and I was like, I, I didn't think it was that, but I kind of went into the game thinking they should batter them, like they should absolutely blitz them, and then when it wasn't quite that. I was like, okay, well, this hasn't set this standard that I set for myself. But then in the second half, it did. Yeah, fair point. Um, I was, I was just going to say, I've had, uh, I've had a hell of a day. Uh, City win the derby, and I've had sausage and mash for tea, so it's all, all absolutely flying for me today. Um, but it was, uh, it was a, it, it was a performance, wasn't it? Where the start of it, um, I remember thinking. Kind of ten, maybe a bit less, but about ten minutes in, I'm thinking, mm, this isn't, this isn't kind of as smooth as I'd like it to be at this stage. Um, but by the end, it was just, it was an absolute walkover, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, it was largely like City just giving the ball away stupidly. I didn't, my my internet wasn't working brilliantly, but I, I couldn't see and kind of didn't want to see my Twitter timeline after Grealish gave that ball directly to Hoyland, was it? Yeah. <laughs> when, he had, when he had his man 1v1. And obviously... Look, it's obviously like the, the Grealish was getting cheers from the away end at the end. Obviously, it's 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 not it's far from from everyone who's a bit down on him. But like the people who are, and they're expecting or hoping some kind of like docu like intervention where he just skins everyone and rolls it across the goal for a tap in, and he just gives it straight to Hoyland for a counter attack. <laughs> and then obviously when Foden, Foden was obviously just trying to, he brought the ball down and just kicked it back, but like to nobody in particular. Um, so it was those moments that kind of kept you on your toes. Um, we'll, we'll mention them later on 
In fact, I can see he's trending now. Um, but Guardiola, like I tweeted, my first tweet from the game was, so he'd just City given him the ball. He'd lost it in his own half. And United had a counter-attack. And again, these are all the kind of reasons. From even the first minute to the 45th, you think you, you, like United are having chances here. Like, yeah. and, and the way the atmosphere was, you think it would be a difficult game to kind of, not impossible, certainly, but a difficult game to put right if United had scored first or yeah. equalised or whatever. I thought Guardiola um, kind of summed up City's performance in that first half on the basis that I thought he start, when he started, he was giving me yeah. the jitters a little bit. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, well, he's got this, he's fine. Yeah, but like, so my tweet was like, surely they're not going to leave him free. Like the, the FA Cup final last year, did they leave? Obviously, they let Diaz have a lot of the ball, but when it went out to the left, was it? It was a Kanji, wasn't it? I think did the Kanji play left back? Yeah, it was a Kanji because final? it was there was that incident where um, he got absolutely caned. I can't remember who by, and then somehow conceded the free kick for it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I remember because Ake came on at the end. I remember being pleased that he he managed to get on after his after his injury. So. I think United were fairly comfortable to let Akanji have the ball. But when they were doing that with Guardiola, I was like, well, what are you doing? Because, like, you don't, if you're going to leave a defender free to get the ball and, like, advance it up the line, don't, yeah. don't do the one who likes doing that. Yeah. <laughs> possibly the best, the best, like, in possession defender that's around, certainly one of them. Um, and again, I kind of thought, because he, he did struggle a bit early on, he did lose the ball a bit. And even like, when he had opportunities to, carry it up the line or pass it was just a little bit off and he th- but it was that kind of thing that made me think like, he's a, he is, I know he's a big money sign in but he is only 21 and Guardiola's throwing him straight in um, like he did at Arsenal it shows how much I mean they do like him they think he's amazing they think what I can't remember what was the comparison maybe just like another Stones or something and obviously they love Stones um, but they do love him but it, it just goes to show like straight away new sign in Especially on a day when this wasn't like a day for new signings, was it? Yeah. This yeah. was a we're going to go more like last season, and that's that's the that's the formula that we need for this game. It's funny because um, I just 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 to pick up there, uh, Chris emailed uh, pretty much on full time to say um, it simply said one line: control, 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 absolutely beautiful. And it was it was it was City last season. Yeah. Um, well, that was it. So in terms of the team, like obviously it was leaked. It was leaked on on Saturday, and it was a classic. City Twitter thing of it's fine the rest of the season nobody's bothered but if you do if you do something in Derby week you're in trouble and like that that team's been being leaked all season and everyone's just like okay yeah good to know the team did it before a Derby and everyone was kicking off and then whoever was whoever leaked it had to delete it um, but it was right obviously um, but it was it, that that's how I kind of looked at that team obviously as an 11 11 great players but Grealish back on the left Okay, it wasn't exactly like the end of last season because it would have been Bernardo on the right, Gundogan in the middle. But like Foden on the right, nobody's really got an issue with that, have they? Bernardo in the middle, great. Alvarez doing the De Bruyne stuff. Okay, fine, we're used to that. And it was just, it kind of suggested to me, or just not so much suggested to me, but all the changes at the start of the season, we were like, Powers has gone out the window. Like Obviously, the injuries has kind of forced that. When we talked about the Newcastle game and fitting those players together and the games after that, they often, they can't just play like they did all of last season because you need to evolve and you know Guardiola wants to evolve the team. But it's almost like their hand was forced too much. The new players coming in, they had to play all the time. They had to play like key roles, especially like Kovacic when Rodri was banned. And if it didn't look exactly like City from last season, it's because it was very, very different. 
but this looked more like City from last season. That's because it was very, very similar. And obviously, um, the other change was was Guardiola coming in. But again, already, I don't think you lose too much on that. I think defensive-wise, there was no problems, really. He just gave the ball away a few times. But like you say, in the second half, just the way he was carrying it. And I wanted to mention this on a show last week when we thought it might be a bit quieter after Young Boys, but his passes with his right foot. I mentioned them after the Newcastle game because a couple of times he was kind of facing towards his own goal. He was being pressed and he just switched back the other way on his right foot and played it through the pressure and City were able to like to attack quickly. And he's been he's been really good at that all season. It wasn't so much that today. He was he wasn't like tricking United in terms of his body positioning, but it just he played a ball first time with his right foot down the line to I'm gonna guess it was Grealish just by the position, but it could have been someone else. And I can't remember which attack it was, but it was just so smooth and so slick. And obviously the way he carries the ball up the pitch, it was phenomenal. And I wrote about Bernardo Silva because How could he, he was not? just great. Yeah, yeah. But like the I, I did say I was like I can do about Bernardo if you want. Like seems like the obvious thing to do and that's absolutely fine I was like I'll be happy to do about Guardiola as well and also I was kind of hoping that somebody else would ask about Bernardo in the press conference so I could ask about Guardiola but I ended up getting the second question and I was like well I've got I better make sure I'm covered for the article I'm doing so I asked <laughs> yeah, about Bernardo yeah. but also thinking ahead like it's the Bournemouth game next weekend it's going to be a quiet press conference ah oh, I'm not even there shit um, but it would have been good anyway it would have been good to ask about Guardiola because nobody's really done it yet and I just I would just like to know you know, Guardiola's thoughts, because it's always interesting, even if he just throws in a, oh, but he needs to do this better or that better, which he often does with loads of players. It'll be just interesting to see how he pitches it. Um, but yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, and again, but it'll just, it's like a Doku Grealy situation, but without the kind of heat of social media. Like, it's just good options. Like, Ake will play games. Guardiola will play games. Great, yeah. Like, there, are, there are no losers, really. Yeah. Like, the, the, the winners are like Guardiola and City. Yeah, nice, uh, nice little insight into your uh, as live thought process there as well. Um, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get to mm. we'll get Guardiola's thoughts on Guardiola another day, I guess. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit, Sam, because uh, I mean you mentioned Bernardo, um, yeah. and obviously we've been talking a little bit about uh, playing a little bit more like City last season than earlier this season. Um, he spoke to Sky afterwards and uh, was really good on. Um, uh, kind of basically what his role is in the team. Uh, he was asked what his role in getting City to control games was. Uh, this was what his answer was. Well, when we come to these these kind of places, for example, Anfield, for example, Old Trafford, we know we know what what teams are waiting for. They're waiting for us to to lose the ball and to counter. So it's about it's all about the the build up and not losing simple balls, controlling the the game, and be slow in the first in the first. Um, in the first meters of our half, in the goal kicks, and in our in our in our half of the pitch, and then when we break through, be quick and attack, and that's what we did really well in the second half. And um, so happy with the performance, so happy with the three points, because it's as I said, it's never easy to come here uh, to Old Trafford and to beat this team. And when you tie that in with how Guardiola spoke about him afterwards, um, I mean, if anybody who heard the Sky interview with Guardiola was just waxing lyrical for a couple of minutes about him, um, this is what he said in the in the press conference about uh, Bernardo's performance. Yeah, I don't wear earrings and not tattoos and a normal car and is uh, an incredible player for us. Uh, he loves to play in Old Trafford too. I think I don't remember one performance we didn't play good. Sometimes play he as a false nine in the past. Has this ability to to make a, a lot a lot of long possessions and attack in the right moment, 
he's so intelligent so everybody loves him uh, and he played another exceptional exceptional performance so he's one of the best players I've ever seen in my life I was lucky to to train a lot a lot of players top class one this is one of the done one of the best for how intelligent how clever and how good guy he is and you can see, can't you, with the way that they both speak, they just understand it. They like Bernardo gets it. He is that he is Guardiola's gets man. It, yeah. yeah, he absolutely just gets what Guardiola that, wants. That, that was what I was going to say. But obviously, like, that, that phrase "gets it" is kind of parodied a bit from other clubs. I think particularly United. Like, he just gets it. You know, like, he gets the club or whatever and all that. But he, he gets the game plan. Yeah. And the reason I thought, I thought in the first half, even when, like we'd already said, it was a bit sloppy. There was a few chances for United to, to counter attack. There was still jeopardy in the game. I just realised that's going to be one of our kind of bingo phrases, isn't it? Jeopardy in the game. <laughs> um, but just Bernardo, he just pulls it all together and he just he just knows what to do. And it's a point I made in my article. So the whole point of the article is basically he just gets what he needs to do. Those quotes that he gave to Sky there, it was like the interview I did with him in the mix zone just before the World Cup last year. And he was explaining, you know, the transitions and having control and all that kind of stuff. Basically exactly the same thing. But the point I made in my article was, because obviously he could have left, they signed him to the new contract. I mentioned on the details show that, you know, Guardiola said, yeah, we got him for one more year. And you guys think it's a slip of the tongue. I hope it is. But if he'd have gone, like we said in the summer, and everyone knows it, it doesn't, the point doesn't need being reinforced. But if he'd have gone as well as Gundogan, it would have been losing just too much, too much knowledge, too much know-how, and obviously too much quality. But also, I think without Bernardo today, I don't think you can have a performance like that at Old Trafford. I don't think you can control the game in the same way. Um, obviously, with Gundogan gone as well. You, like they could have won at Old Trafford, but I don't... You know, we talked about it looked more like City from last season. Yeah. And look, maybe if they didn't have him today, maybe it would have been Foden and Alvarez and Docker would have played on the right. And maybe you know, United might have scored a couple from, let's say, more... Like less control from City, but City might have scored five because they just lit the pitch up, whatever. But that's not what Guardiola wants, is it? And that kind of performance, which is like a, it's just a Guardiola performance. I don't think you can do it on Sunday without without Bernardo, because he just he got it and he everything. He he knows what needs to be done, like with 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 Foden and Grealish. Those passes we mentioned, they were just by poor execution. It wasn't a mad decision. But there was a load of times, and obviously being in the stadium, I could see, there was a load of times, Guardiola, he tried to switch the play and it went out of play. Um, Haaland tried to flick it around the corner for Alvarez and it did get there, but Guardiola was still pissed off <laughs> that he'd even tried it. And Rodri a couple of times, strangely. So these was all when kind of possession was kind of set for City. They all tried to, tried to speed the game up quickly and messed it up. And like you can mess it up fine, but like the thought process didn't seem right, and that's what Guardiola. You could see Guardiola going mental, and he was kind of shouting. No, in fact, Foden too. He put he just put the ball in after a corner. I think the corner was half cleared. He got the ball on the right. He put the ball in the box. And I think he just went out for a goal kick or something, or maybe United broke. And Guardiola was proper bellowing again, and he was just arms fully outstretched. Like, what are you doing? What? Like, never like doesn't matter that the cross was bad. Why are you crossing? Doesn't matter that that. That the pass from Bernard from from Rodri, sorry, 
was bad. Why are you doing it? Why are you even it's, trying it in the first place? It's that Harlan like goal, isn't it? Against, that. Yeah, it's that Harlan yes, goal, isn't it, against yeah. Arsenal where he's, where yeah, great, they've scored, but I need to bollock um, Edison for the pass he's given at the start of it because he so shouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that, people use that as the example of, oh, they're willing to go long. It's like, well, Guardiola didn't want Stones to be in a position where he had to kick it long. That was why he went mad at Edison. And yeah, it is that, but it's just, my point is, and Maybe I looked at I looked at the the passing stats and the, the maps and stuff, but like you just didn't really get that with Bernardo. Like if Guardiola was speaking to Bernardo, he was like kind of just like it was like they were exchanging ideas rather than he was being bollocked for doing something stupid because he just doesn't make those mistakes. And again, the point I made in my article is it's not like the other players don't understand the game. Like you couldn't play like that at Old Trafford, especially in the second half and win like that if the players didn't get it. You couldn't win all the trophies they'd won if the players didn't get it. But it just feels like Bernardo's on that n- another level, like Gundogan was. Yeah. And you, you could see that in, in the performance. Even in the first half when it wasn't all going right, he was the one. And obviously his positioning, sometimes he was outside Grealish, sometimes he was inside. We saw for the for the Haaland second goal when he got outside him. And again, in terms of decisions... um. Grealish was one-on-one against um, Bruno Fernandes. And you think, well, fucking this is perfect. Go past him. But he was like, well, decisions. I'm just going to play that little reverse ball to, to Bernardo. And we've got we've got the chance that basically they did in the first half. And Haaland headed it. Um, and it was an unbelievable save. But did you see the video I put on Twitter? I did. After the celebrations. Oh, with Guardiola. Um, Guardiola saying, about, yeah. he was obviously saying, like, put your head, put your head through it kind of thing. Like, don't. That don't leave it to chance. A bit like yeah. you know, the, the on the documentary years ago about Sterling and that miss at, at, Burnley. at Burnley when he was like, put your foot through it, don't just like let it hit you kind of thing. I've had so this, it, I've had this a little bit, uh, like myself, when I played in a five-a-side tournament over the summer with some people I'd never played with before. And uh, there was there was a double save that I made where everyone was going, oh, what a, what a brilliant double save it was. But the truth is, I made the first save and spilt it into kind of open play. And the striker that was running onto it just hit the target. And that meant that all I had to do was spread myself in the middle of the goal and I blocked it. Whereas, like, if you, 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 you like for Haaland there, when he gets in at the back post with, with Onana coming across, it's like he's got so much of the goal to aim at. He's got to move it away from where the keeper's going to be spreading himself. And yeah, it's an unbelievable save. He gets two hands on it and, and claws it away. Um, but Haaland just shouldn't give him the chance to be able to do that, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like that's the case with a lot of those saves, isn't it? Like that was a great save, but yeah, they're uh, not easy fine. saves. But like, you, yeah. the goalkeeper just should not have a chance to stop that. Yeah, and Arna's a weird player, by the way. Like, because <laughs> obviously he's obviously good with his feet because of what he's shown in his career. But I was speaking a bit to Izzy during the game for a bit that we'll come to later in the podcast. Um, and she was like, "Look, United just they just don't have the the kind of the passing angles that they don't have the options for players in possession. But like, they'd take us like Anana would take a short goal kick to like Maguire, or whoever, he'd get it back." He kind of miscontrol it to the extent where you think City might score here, and then just boots it anyway, and then they lose possession. It's so such a clueless kind of approach to the whole game, and like Anana particularly, just just spamming balls everywhere, awful. But then he made some amazing saves. That one where he spread himself when Haaland was one on one. Yeah, that like Haaland. I, I only saw it live. Actually, I didn't see any replays, but like he did, he seemed to make a good clipped finish, and it was a great save. But a very weird game from Anana. Um, but by God, they 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 are bad. Um, <laughs> anyway, Bernardo. But yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Bernardo. Yeah, he's he's just unbelievable, isn't he? Like, um, like I say, even in the first half, I was like, he's just. 
I just got that feeling that he was kind of pulling it all together. And then I messaged you about it in the second half. And look, I guess on TV people had already clocked this or whatever. But I was like, he's, he's just running it, isn't he? Like, and what I don't know what when that would have been. It felt like it was still early on in the second half. Yeah, but it felt around about the hour mark. coming together. It was just like basically, I think in the second half, everyone started playing more like he was. Like all the attacks, um, there were more. There were more attacks um, even before the second goal, where City just they were moving through the gears a lot more smoothly, weren't they? When they got to the, like they got to the final third in good rhythm, good timing, they made good options. Um, it was just very good. And again, I mentioned, was it for the? It would have been the. Hmm. Was it the Haaland goal? I can't remember which goal it was now. But Diaz made an amazing pass. And to be fair, maybe this is a bit fickle because I feel like if the pass hadn't have come off, I would have said it was one of those stupid "why are you doing that" passes. But to be even Guardiola gave him a thumbs up. So again, you're guessing that if that had been a stupid pass, he probably still would have went mad at him, even though it was even though successful. he scored. Allah, but he kind Edison of chipped over a couple yeah. of he kind of chipped over a couple of United players. I think it may have, no, I think it was it was Alvarez had to kind of take it on his chest because it was one of those where it had to be a a particular height to get over the players, but but not too high for Alvarez had to to have to stretch. So I think he like chested it down, and then yeah, they they moved through the gears again, and again it was just that was the City at their best, wasn't it? And yeah. again, I, I had to do an immediate podcast thing for like two or three minutes after the game, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we are drawn after the Wolves game," and they had they dipping form, but I was like, it was just it was just like a completely different team, wasn't it? Like now this is this is a this is the like the proper City team. Yeah, this is if you could name a City team that was as close to last season as possible with the players available now, this would be it really. Apart yeah. from. Ake, the, probably at left back instead of Guardiola. The problem there is that uh, in speaking to me and speaking to all of our listeners, you're just preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah, I know. I <laughs> that's know, that's I know. it. It's like like we we know this. Like this is this is the it's the outside world that doesn't clock these things until until later on. Um, just on Bernardo uh, with with the way the second half went. Um, was the, kind of just looking at, at how he controlled everything. Was that that's it's kind of a perfect example, isn't it, of what Guardiola is, uh, talks about when he says long possessions. Um, like yeah. just just knowing when the right time is to release the ball. There was a moment where um, I can't remember who was up against. It might have been McTominay. It might have been Mason Mount. Um, but Bernardo dribbled uh, kind of along the halfway line. Uh, didn't have any options, so turned, went back the other way, and then went back the other way again. And Gary Neville on commentary said uh, Bernardo's just toying with them now. And I was like, he isn't. Yeah. He's just he's just holding the ball until a, until the right option comes up. I'll tell you what else was good. Do you know when Grealish like tracked back? Blocked the cross because his leg was up really high, and it looked like one of those where normally, if a if a cross is getting blocked that high, like the ball is that high off the ground, it, it's it's normally a handball. So United wanted a handball for it, didn't get it because it just didn't hit his hand. Funnily enough, and then it fell to Bernardo on the edge of the box, and he had two United players closing him down, and he just kind of stood there, like you think like. Dyson with death here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he just waited for someone to run into him. He went down, got the got the free kick. He's like, he's so fucking clever. Even stuff like that, like that's just so clever. He was in a difficult spot there, or at least like the, I suppose the intuitive thing for like, well, morons like us who haven't played would be to at least to get as far away from your box as possible, either yeah. to like probably our level, just kick it away, or at least like run with it forward a bit, or try and pass up to Haaland or whatever. Because I'm just going to stand exactly here and wait to get fouled. Like you know, that, that is just that is just clever. That that's is intelligence. That's almost the inverse of uh, kind of how I was going to 
um, look at look at the at the start of the show for this performance because uh, one thing that one of the things I was going to say was um, the first half especially even though I didn't I thought City were much better in the second half but uh, the first half especially I, don't, I didn't think City were um, were quite up to their usual level but they were still I thought pretty good um, kind of first five six minutes aside. Um, but it was almost a masterclass that that first half. And after United had had their little flurry to start with, of just that thing that we've talked about in the past of Guardiola saying, you know what, we just need to pin them back for a bit. And even if we don't create a chance, our City created a couple of chances anyway. But even if they hadn't created anything, they were perfectly happy just for United not to be able to get out. And then Gary Neville mentioned it a few times on commentary, like United can't get out here. And that's that's the entire point of it. And it's almost the opposite of it's almost the inverse of that from Bernardo there because if he just boots it away, then it's then they, then City don't get out and it's still it's still yeah, coming yeah. straight back at them. Whereas if he holds it and wins the free kick, yeah, like you say, he might be dicing with death, it's, but it's 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 it's, the, it's, it's, it's kind of it's wrestling the control of the of the ball the back best into your way team, for City yeah, to get safe possession, yeah, and not just like if it had given it back to Grealish who was there, then you know maybe you have got a situation to work out. But if you get a free kick. Perfect. Day. Happy days. Everyone yeah. back in their positions. Amazing. Like just that. It's the speed of thought that's um, just so impressive there. Yeah. And again, like it's not the kind of cleanest example of football intelligence, but it is. Like that is football intelligence. But also, um, just in terms of you know, you mentioned in United couldn't get out. There were times when again because Walker's re- Walker's really good at like Walker's not just spamming balls forward always. Like he wasn't. As far as I remember, he didn't do any kind of stupid like why have you done that kind of thing. He he knows. Well, they might be attacking, but he's like, actually, I'm just going to put my foot back on the ball, give it inside to Rodri, we'll wait one turn, kind of, we'll do that kind of thing. But there were times when the ball was going in towards normally Rashford and he would just go super aggressive just to kind of, oh, I'm going to win this ball back and just stop you getting out. Yeah. And it didn't always work out, but then suddenly it did because like, Diaz would be there on the scene or Walker would recover or whatever. But it was just that interesting ability to be like, it's it's not exactly the safest option. Because if you gamble and you lose it, then all of a sudden this is way more dangerous than it yeah. needs to be. Rashford's running into an open space. Cancelo territory, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it was generally generally well-managed and just interesting how he was just able to do it. No, no, this is what this is what we're doing. And again, like, Rashford's a difficult player to work out. Um, you know, you've seen how dangerous he is, but like if, if he's running down an empty wing, He's going to be especially dangerous, isn't he? Um, but yeah, Walker was, was, was good at that. Coming up after a short ad break, we'll continue to analyse City's win in the derby and we'll have more about Bernardo's role in the game. See you shortly. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Just on the the overall performance as well, just on the uh, kind of dominance that City had, um, my trending topics on Twitter this evening are uh, Anthony Maguire, Gary Neville and embarrassing. <laughs> Anthony, Jesus Christ. Uh, apart from anything, like, just football-wise, what? Rubbish. Rubbish. Um and just like arguing with Doku at the end. Again, Doku, I'll put this on Twitter, I'll message you about it, but like it's not like Doku doesn't scare me in terms of like I was gonna give the ball away, it's gonna be a counter attack. I'm not that fully into like the control because we know that his decision making's good. No like he's given the ball away quite a few times, but nothing like massively dangerous has happened. Like ironically, nothing is massively dangerous it's as what like, Greenish did earlier. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like Three 0 up in injury time when he was on. You just think, fuck it, just fill your boots, mate. Do whatever you want to do. If you want to take on six of them, try it. It was just like it was just the kind of most relaxing. Everything's fine here. Feeling you could have, like more so than keeping the ball in the corner because it just felt like you can do what you're good at, and like the, the threat of losing the ball almost doesn't even exist. Like yeah. they are beaten. Like they are done. Like even if, I think even if he'd lost the ball in his position. I don't think they're scoring at that point. Anyway, it was just like you can do this, Jeremy. Go and do it, and that that was that was very entertaining as well. Yeah, and United had by that stage just resulted to trying to kick City's players. Uh, Fernandez had to go at a couple. Well, uh, that, um, that, yeah, had, so that, yeah, that was why we, we we talked about Anthony as well when he was kind of he just tried to boot Doku, didn't he? And then like Doku was like wagged his finger at him. He tried to slap it away. He's what are you on about, mate? Yeah, you've um, lost the game. That one in the first half when Foden got Foden like. Barely pulled back Amrabat, gave the free kick against him, and then they had a bit of a Barney. But that was Amrabat being pissed off at Foden. Foden basically didn't really commit the foul and didn't really do anything. And Amrabat didn't really do anything either. And the ref put both of them. So what is going on? Oh, and I mean, we haven't even discussed the pen, have we? But before half time, so Darren Fletcher, I can't remember his role, but he works for United, obviously. So he was around, he was sitting around the press box and he walked in and he was fuck, he was raging. And he was like complaining to like one of United's like press people. But like, I presume it was about the penalty because that was like the 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 most irate worthy thing a United fan could be pissed off about in the first half. But he did do something that kind of made me think. He like gestured about something like to do like head or head to head or something. So I thought maybe he's he's annoyed about that Amrabat thing. And maybe maybe he was because you know as a central midfielder he'd know if you go to head to head with someone you shouldn't get booked for it or whatever. But he seemed genuinely angry. He was saying it's a fucking joke and it's a disgrace and all this. And he must have been talking about the penalty and. Ten Hag's been like this afterwards as well. I just like, don't get it. Ten Hag afterwards, Ten Hag, he is, said no comment. He's saying no, I, but it, you can see him trying to drive the narrative of you know we've been hard done to it. Um, and I just like it's just a penalty. I'm not like I've got nothing more to say. Like he's he, he wasn't marking him. He saw he was going to run yeah, in on goal. Mar- he he stuck an arm across him. Completely yeah. free run. And also, did you see? 
on Sky like a few moments later. There must have been another break in play. Maybe it was while they were checking the pen. It probably must have been, actually. Like Hoyland was getting a drink and he was explaining to Ten Hag. He kind of like gestured as if to say, I'll just put my arm across him and then took it back. I was like, well, that didn't happen. But also, he he did it in a way that he suggested he had his back to Rodri and he put his arm out. So like, if you've got your back to the wall now and you put your arm out, your palm is facing towards the wall. You can't offer much resistance there if somebody's trying to run through you. But he was facing, he was facing the wall and he was in a much easier position to have power behind his arm to have some strength there to actually hold somebody the way he described it to Ten Hag was absolute bollocks like he, he held on to Rodri for much longer than he suggested and he, his arm was in a completely opposite direction and like you try and hold someone back when when you're not looking the same way when you're looking well when you're in fact you'll have to be facing the same way as them if you're facing them and you put your arm across them it's much easier to hold them back and it was just yeah like you say it wasn't even his man he realised the danger he's put his arm across him and like, there's a bit of a period of grace in football isn't there like, if you if you put your hands on somebody then take him away that's alright but that arm was there basically the whole time <laughs> yeah. that arm was there until Rodri fell over and even in real time I was like well that and again from Rodri's appeals I was like well that looks like there must have been something in it and then like, I don't know how long it was later when they stopped the game and like there were some lads behind me who um, work for City and they were like it can't be for that one from the free kick can it I was like it's got to be like it is there's like, nothing else to be yeah, like, nothing else it just happen. seemed like yeah like but it was just it went on for so long didn't it the check but it's just a foul and then you watch it and you think well it's just a foul and then it's later on you go oh people are saying oh it's a consensus penalty go, is it and then you go oh Sky is saying or people on Sky are saying it's not a penalty I like, what what are we talking about but yeah. I don't know maybe well, I mean but look we would say that wouldn't we so well, maybe not you. I definitely would. Um, yeah, well, I thought it was soft in the week, that Rodri one, and I put that on. So I said fairly soft, the Rodri one in the week, and everyone was like, it's definitely a penalty, what do you want about? So, <laughs> I maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about generally when it comes to penalties, but I would like to think I'm, I'm my my thoughts aren't really dictated by, you know, which team they're going for. Yeah. Um, I, my, my kind of uh, ultimate takeaway is uh, if City had conceded that one, how would I feel about it? And I would be feeling that the defender was fucking stupid for doing that. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, I that's, thought that. I was yeah. like, wanting to say fair play. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the other way around, I'm like, yeah, I'll take them all day long, especially if you don't, if you've not had a penalty at Old Trafford since before the Premier League started. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all right with that. Um I, Ten Hag was asked uh, a little bit about this at his press conference afterwards um, about the the difference between the two teams and whether he was happy with with the performance sort of thing. Uh, Guardiola was also asked about um, whether it was uh, the kind of whether he expected the this sort of dominance in the derby given um, uh, you know when he arrived given kind of the state of the of the two sides. Um, his answer was a bit interesting, so let's hear it. This is what he said. I didn't expect it honestly when I arrived here with uh, Jose Mourinho with Ibrahimovic with a. Uh, you know, with the top, top players, so Lukaku and the, the squad always have been, I had the feeling that the squad is really, but I think I said many times, we are in the same direction. The chairman, the CEO, the sport director, the manager and the players, you know, we go there. Wrong or right, it doesn't matter, but we go there and make a mistake, of course, and, and, and things that we are, and when we lose or we are, the situation is not going well, we are not here to find you know, blame someone or be the reason why it's just, okay, what do you have to do better? What happened? It's, oh, it's the opening is, is getting better. We are getting worse. What do you have to do to find a solution? That is nice, you know, to find 
the way I had to do it, the way I done it since the day one. The first season we didn't win. I, I, I didn't feel that my chairman complained, absolutely not. They support me unconditionally. I remember when we lost the final Champions League in Chelsea, we were devastated, I was. And the chairman said, we're going to win it. Sooner or later, we're going to win it. Uh, what do you have to do next? Come on, let's go, let's next. And and with that is, everybody feels the club rely on me, the players know where rely on them. And when that's happened, we are not incredible, overexcited when we win. And when we lose, it's not dramatic, it's not... We are going to kill ourselves. No, okay, it's a football game. What do you have to do to get him better? And we have done many times. They were at the end. Another opponent beat you, and that we congratulate them and we try it again. And and that's why I think the club organization is, is so stable. Two thoughts on that, Sam. First one is uh, he's just, I think, quite neatly summed up what all the problems are with United. Um, well, yeah, exactly. That but, was the context, wasn't it? Yeah. It was kind of like, what's the difference? Did you ever think? And it, it was a kind of, well, we've got this. And it's like, well, United haven't. Yeah. Um, and my second yeah, thought from all that is, is like, why would you want to leave that, honestly? Why would you ever want to yeah, leave well, that situation? that's why he's still there, isn't it? That's why he's still there. Um, I was speaking to somebody after the game, and they mentioned this. This wasn't me. They actually blindsided me. Actually, they said, oh, "I think he'll go in 2025." I was like, oh, "I'm not thinking about this now. I'm writing about Bernardo Silva." Um, but they're like, "Oh, you know, he'd have nothing left to prove." Then I was like, "He's got nothing left to prove now, has he? Like, he could have gone easily." Um, but he's just, he's just there, and he keeps coming back, and he loves it, and all that. I just thought it was a nice, just an, again, a nice way to sum up um, the the environment at City and kind of what why they've been successful that's not just because of Guardiola and the players like obviously that is a large large reason um, but that environment that's there I just thought it was good and in, in his, his and in his own words I don't need to add anything else but also it goes kind of hand in hand with there was another question and the question was basically it wasn't you made it look easy it was I can't remember exactly how it was phrased but basically the part of it was that was very easy and Guardiola was like you can say that because you're a journalist and a very good one but like this isn't like it's it's just not easy like if you're yeah. a player if you're a manager you know how difficult it is I and know it, the it hard work of, we've had to do to get this performance know, but yeah. it just kind of amazes me like how can you be in the stadium and look at it and yeah they they made it look easy in the end and like again look that United team is dog dirt isn't it There's, like when I, when I saw it I was like well I was expecting City to win comfortably anyway and that I actually said um, to Nadem, another bingo one. Like, <laughs> it would be embarrassing if City don't don't beat them. And I don't normally say things like that, but very absolutist. Like they should absolutely wipe the floor with this lot. But like again, being in the stadium and seeing it, and we talked about it in the first half especially. But even if it looks easy, it's because you've made the right decisions. Yeah, and you've got the right setup, and you've given yourself the right options. Like how like how many times after City made it two nil, were they just able to clip it over? clip it over the midfield into somebody in loads of space in the middle. Like everything's so planned. Every, everyone, like I said, everyone knows the assignment. Bernardo maybe understands it more than most, but everyone knows their assignment. Everyone carried it out perfectly. Nobody had a bad game. People like, may, people may have done some little things with like, what were you doing? But like everyone was great. But that, it's not easy. Like you, you could, the fact that they played so well made it look easier than it was. Like I know United are bad, but like, like they have, they've been dicing with death, haven't they? At Old Trafford this season, obviously against Brentford, they got the two late goals, and that was that was a let off. It was a let off in midweek against Copenhagen, but like 
that's struggling at home, obviously. And there's mm. that stat. Um, my wife's told me when I got home. So since Ferguson's left, they've now lost the same amount of games at Old Trafford in the league as when Ferguson was there the whole time. It's like 34 home home defeats. And it was something like 400 odd games for Ferguson at home in the Premier League and like 160 or something. Everyone else, yeah. Um, but like, but nobody's, Liverpool have sometimes, but nobody's like, doing it like like City do. And the kind of performance I was expecting today was not another 6-1, but you know those performances they've been in the last couple of years, like when Ragnick was in charge and the the like 30-odd pass move where like Bernardo kind of flicked it in at the back post and, and didn't know he scored. Yeah. second to realise, <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. Like those wins when it was only like 2-0, but it was, it was the, the golfing class was... Was so much there, and I tweeted this as well. It three nil under the, Moyes, that one. Dawn in Moyes' season, yeah. season when it was like it's two nil now, and everyone's going to go away from this saying United have got problems and blah blah blah. But you Torre puts in that third, and you think that is that is it now. Like there's no holding back here on what everyone's witnessed. Like this was an absolute crushing. Um, but again, like it wasn't easy. Like it wasn't easy. Like they are crap United, but like it it still wasn't easy. Like mm. you've you've got to kind of make them look even worse. And that's what they did and through playing well and just the effort. And like I say, Walker's aggression and Bernardo's intelligence. And, uh, Grealish was Grealish was great, wasn't he? Like the performance from midweek, but against a, a better team and just slightly better team and, you know, more demands and so intelligent. And yeah, like it, it, it's just mad how people can sit there and think, think it's easy. Like again, after like half hour, I was, there was journalists I was around and they were like, oh, it's been a bit of a nothing game, hasn't it? And I was like, I kind of, I get that in the sense of like, there's not been loads of like drama and incident, but like, do you not feel like, I guess something's happening in this game. Yeah. Something is going on. Like, th- this is a battle. Like, and it's not like, oh, a tactical battle where it can be very boring. I didn't, fo- it, it was, I didn't like, it was like territory, boring. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just felt like, you know, there was, there was action. There was, you know, there was end to end. Like, there, there was action in the boxes. It wasn't like now nobody really controlled the middle of the pitch. Like I saw one stat at one point, it was City had fifty two percent possession. But City having fifty two percent possession feels weird because even though they got more, normally it's sixty seventy. So if they haven't got that, that's actually a big difference in the game. And it did it did just feel unusual for a while. So again, I just can't, I just don't get people who are in stadiums and think that these things come easily. And again, you see, it it ties together with. What Guardiola said, because you know we're not incredibly overconfident or whatever when when we win or over celebratory. But like, have you seen all the selfies and the some of the videos from the dressing room and stuff? They're like really going for it. And like Bernardo said that he said that's one of their best performances they've done over the years. Yeah. Um, just quickly, the uh, my favourite thing about that um, City win at Old Trafford uh, during the Moyes era um, was the fact that uh, City opened the scoring on about forty five, forty seven seconds. Uh, with their third chance of the game, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I, knew, uh, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. That was mad, wasn't it? Yeah, just mad. underlines the uh, the difference between the two sides. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. There is more for members, though. Go over to lmtpod.com if you want to sign up for those longer ad-free episodes. Uh, Sam, what's in the members show that's not in the free show? Yeah, so we talk quite a bit about Foden in, at different times. Um, Harland, we go back to an Izzy Christiansen clip from when she was on the Detail Show a couple of weeks ago about his positioning and just how the tables have turned in Manchester over the last decade or so. Excellent. If you want that, lmtpod.com. 
that's all for members those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier you can find out more on lmtpod.com if you want to send us an email it's hello at lmtpod.com we're also on twitter instagram and tiktok so just search for lmtpod on there thank you very much for listening we will see you next time Let me talk! 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 Let me tal